everybody. It's your always dedicated, always tired host, Elijah Norris Holiday. I got a new do, as you can see, but okay. still the same old me, bringing you yet again another episode of the ADOS podcast. I have two special guests with no me. Doubt, no I doubt. got Pris Kumi from Pris Kumi Live, and I got the guru from Pris Kumi Live right here, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy right now. It's a trending uh, news story that they're still trying to ban TikTok. I don't know if y'all read yeah, about that. that. You yeah, saw that? Yeah, yeah. They're trying to ban TikTok That's and a, a few other yet? apps. That, what is that? TikTok. So you might, you might not. <laughs> what, what is, what is, I thought that was a new TikTok. What is that? No, TikTok <laughs> is, are you familiar Whatever with Vine? Kids is doing, right? I don't know what these kids doing these days, man. Vine, so Vine <laughs> is a, a social media okay. and you can upload short clips and you can add different types oh, of music and people usually do dances okay. or challenges. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's I, I similar to that. Vine. Yeah, and then you know it's it's huge. I mean, TikTok has been around for a while. Actually, a lot of people don't know that TikTok was around for a while. Right. And you know, just like Snapchat, Snapchat has been around for a long time, right, right. but they weren't successful at first. Right. And then they went through some revamping or whatever, changed some things around, and then you know they remarketed and boom, blew up. So TikTok blew up recently, and the government's trying to basically ban TikTok. I'm, right. I'm still looking into the motives to see yeah, why. What, what but, would be the motive? Because nothing is open right now. I mean, you can't really social distancing <laughs> is at its all time high, so now the kids can't. What you call it? TikTok? TikTok. They can't TikTok. TikTok. Or TikTok. I, I, I think that's what TikToking. I, I don't know. If, I don't think that's. I think it's called TikToking. I mean, when you when you when you're on Twitter and you posting on Twitter, it's called tweeting. But TikToking, I think that's, that's the correct term. Right. But I think it has something to do with security concerns. Right. And China, I guess, is in charge. It's a, the app was developed in China, from my understanding. And someone on the on the live, please correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, the app was developed in China. China actually stores all of the data. Okay. And the U.S. is citing that there may be some issues with cybersecurity okay. and data information, right. and they don't want China to have access to Americans' data and information. Yeah, so, yeah. I think that they, uh, Donald Trump made it so where that um, they had to um, sell it to an American company in order for us to continue to use it, or something, something to that nature. Mm-hmm. But I mean, <clears throat> they want to uh, you. They want China or the app developers in China to pretty much contract. Or give the services to a U.S.-based company, right? So. Is China obliging? Are they? They're not. They're not. Because they're did. making money off of that. I'm pretty sure they're making buku off of that. I think they initially said okay to it, but once you say yes to something, the person gonna always keep on trying to push you further. <laughs> so I think at the end point, like we said yes to that, but we didn't say they yes want, to all that other stuff. They want the wrap. You know, how you know the government is. is. Yeah, we want the whole building. They want to wrap everything right. into it. So I think initially they were like, okay, like we can see the concern. We'll work with you. And then the U.S. was like, well, we also want you to do this, and we also want you to do this. And they're just like, yeah, okay, all right, we, we can't do all of that. So Yeah, yeah. It's, it, they, yeah. You know how the government goes if they want something. But I'm going to tell you something. If they want something, they're going to get it. It's, that's, that's the nature of the business. That's the very nature of it. So TikTok got to find out a way to smooth over the government's backsides where they can still get profitable, and they'll still be profitable. But, mm-hmm. you know, if the government say no, to it all is no to it all. You yeah. know, it won't be no more TikTok. Talk tickety. Or, or probably at least not in America, which I'm not sure if that is, that's even like the biggest 
audience that they have is Americans. No. I'm assuming it might be, or at least one of them. No. But I'm sure, I mean, TikTok's all over the place, yeah. man. I see videos from folks doing it in Africa, Australia. I mean, any, any, I mean, literally, you can look at every continent, and there's probably huge amounts of people in those countries using TikTok. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. And everyone think that TikTok just came out of nowhere. It's been around for a for long years. time. Yeah, for, for a long time. Yeah. So it's just, interesting, man. Just like Corona. Yeah. It's been around for years. <laughs> On the back of the Lysol can. I'm that old. That was the first disease that's listed on the back of the Lysol can. So with this Corona thing, man, how, how do you think the government has been doing with handling it? <sighs> Poor. Very, can I say this word? No, like no bad language. Okay, just poor, just just very poor. It's just, <laughs> Guru, we, we, we <laughs> save the bad language for the Ados uh, night yeah, show. Yeah, okay, okay. It's just, it's, just, it's it was very poor, mishandled. I knew it was airborne because it jumped from Shanghai, China, wherever part of China it was. Wuhan, 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 Wuhan yeah, China. Wuhan, yeah. Sound like a soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in Wuhan first. Then it got all the way to O'Hare. Oh, here in Chicago? Yes. Yep, yeah, so I said, okay, it's on now. Mm-hmm. So the very first day, this I work at a restaurant. So the very first day, I'm trying to do you know, inventory and stuff. I'm clicking on the sanitize button. And it's just blank. I click it again. Blank. I'm like, oh my God. So I'm looking on my phone. I get on my phone, like, yeah, there was a virus, mm-hmm. such and such, such and such, and oh here, da 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 da. So the next day I went to work, I literally couldn't find no sanitizer and no, just before it all broke out, it was like the very first day, mm-hmm. couldn't find no sanitizer, nothing. So, you know, didn't know how to make hand sanitizer, so I Googled it. They said, go in the store. Yeah, yes, kids, I Googled it. Well, go to the store, get some alcohol, some, some type of essential lotion, and kind of mix it all together with some water. If not, not might be pure. You might have to use a little bit more than usual, but it was homemade hand sanitizer. So everybody laughing at me at my job, like, what do you got in your head? What do you got in your head? I said, okay, wait, wait a week. Everybody walking around there like Aquaman and scuba gear right. masses. <laughs> Like, yeah. you, what's the recipe for <laughs> the hand sanitizer? They asked me, do you got some more of that stuff? I said, Listen. no. And that's what they call it, the stuff. <laughs> you when, got some more of the stuff. And I said, no, no more of the stuff. When the pandemic first started and everything was flying off the shelves, and I was seeing how bare the shelves was, and this was back in March, it was like, it felt like it was, it was like, it was, it was warfare. It felt like it was, yeah. it was game time. It was like, okay, everybody was getting to their little posses and, and they was like, okay, I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna go over here, and, and I'm gonna do, I'm a I'm a hoard everything that I can. Cause I mean, there was I mean, there was like tissues stocked up to the ceiling. But as far as how I think that the government is doing with it all, uh, man, I I just I don't want to know how it's gonna end. I mean, we've been this it's been exhausting at this point. Yeah, I th- I think Melvin Carter has done a lot. Uh, just he he wrote out a, a new uh, pilot where 150 families are gonna be able to get some type of yep. assistance. From um, what is he calling that program? I was just reading up on it. I think he's calling it the the minimum payment or minimum. But, but why is it only 150 families? And because there's way more than 150 families that can use that kind of money. Yeah, why? Well, so it's a pilot program. <laughs> uh, that when you say pilot, that means it's short, right? Well, it, it mean it's just the first one of its kind. Okay. So okay, because 150 families that's going that's going to go by quick. Yeah, and the right? and the issue yes. is so they're they budgeted it out. And they're using CARES funding okay. to fund okay. the pilot program. 
And I think there, he says in it that he's seeking the rest of the funding from pr- the private sector. So Best Buy, Target, yeah, yeah. General Mills, yeah. you know, the big guys. Exactly, the heavy hitters. That he's expecting them to come in and kind of help out once they can start showing some results or producing some outcomes. And I can say this comfortably, again, like I always say for my audience, this is my show. I get to say what I want to say. I've been highly critical of Melvin Carter um, in the past. But I think he's actually starting to show up now. Um, I, I still question the visibility piece. I know it's coronavirus, but I mean, I, I've been seeing a lot of elected officials out here with their mask on, their gloves, you know, their hazmat suit, whatever. But they, they've the still f- been out here in the community being visible. So Especially him being I, I the just, first black mayor, too. Yeah, yeah, the first black. I just feel- but, but for the record, he's doing a good job. I like the initiative that he's the piloting yeah. right now. I hope it, you know, it, it's successful, and I'm going to do my part to help out as much as I can with it. So He, he, he has a lot on his plate. Yeah. He, he has a lot on his plate. First time elected black official in the city. He has a lot on his plate. A lot of eyes are on him. Mm-hmm. So he has to do it strategically. Mm-hmm. I hope I said that right. Yeah, strategically. He has to do it very... And he got to put his ducks in a row before he makes anything happen. And like, I, I have nothing bad to say. I just think more visual would be nice, more assuring to the people to see your face. And like, it's nothing too much you can do right now because we all live in the unknown. But like I said, he's doing the best that he can in an odd time right now. And I didn't see him a lot during the um, during the unrest. I didn't see him a lot. I did see. Are, are we still calling it the unrest? What, 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 what would be a better term? I mean, I've heard uprising. I like uprising. uprising. I didn't. I mean, I'm. Unrest is cool with me. I mean, I just did a whole report about. It. We'll talk about that yeah. later. I just did a okay. whole report from Ramsey County. Actually, I did a survey of three hundred and some people, but I called it unrest in a survey. But I just, I'm just asking you. Yeah. You, you prefer uprising, yeah. unrest? Yeah, unrest. Okay, yeah. unrest. Okay, it's about to the same. Point, sir. Yeah, and, and um, just just seeing, um, I didn't see him a lot there, but I, I definitely heard that he was like doing things, um, behind the scenes. But I didn't see him a lot. Maybe because the the, the main. Uh, up, uh, the main uprising was it because it was in Minneapolis? Maybe that's why we didn't see him. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, it started in Minneapolis, but right. I mean, I had a video on there that went viral. Actually, I think it was viewed over three hundred something thousand times and Ooh. shared over like eight thousand or, okay. or whatever. I really don't look at that stuff too much. I didn't even know I went viral. One of my homies like was like, "Oh my god, bro, there's you in this video." And I look, I'm like, "Man, that many people viewed it." So you know, it just shows. I go on we're, Facebook, do my little posting, and I leave. I reply. Yeah, I do the same thing. I don't ever like. Okay. <laughs> but I was out there, literally on the intersection of University and Snelling. Right before people were arriving. I mean, I was there with my bullhorn and I had my sign out there. I had my boy Cherokee with me. Shout out my boy Cherokee, Christopher and Hands from Heaven. Uh, so I had my boy uh, Cherokee out there with me, man, and my boy Umpa. Uh, so I was just trying to talk with people, trying to get them to not come. First off, not to come there. Because once you get them there, you already know what it's yeah, going to be. Yeah, right? Right. So I'm, my hope is if I can get people to at least turn away. That's at least one or two people that ain't gonna be involved in what's about to happen. I yeah. knew it was gonna go up, man. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. literally, sure enough, I was probably out there for about 45 minutes to an hour right before things got chaotic. And people were literally pulling up in like four or five cars deep. Yeah, I seen it. Yeah. Four or five trucks, SUVs with like six people in it hanging out the window. Yeah. Throwing up gang signs. It was crazy, man. Yeah. It the, was. The, I, the, I think the toughest was the tanks. 
Yeah, the tanks. Seeing the tanks. The also tanks. seeing the um, Foot Locker go up in flames. Yeah, the, the, the tear gas, the smell of the tear gas. We were, we was actually filming live, like acts. We didn't y'all was leave. in St. Paul or y'all was Minneapolis, in Minneapolis? Minneapolis. We was on Lake Street, like at the police department. Like, in front of Target, too. In front of Target. Yeah, so I was out there for a little bit. Yeah. We stayed out there for about five hours. See, I'm the guru. I'm smart. I said, if we're going to go, we got to dress correct. Mm-hmm. I, I grabbed my J's. I grab my hoodie, I grab some sweats, and a t-shirt under the hoodie, just in case I got to cover up my mouth for the tear gas. Yep. My co-host. Chris Kumi was out there with the tie He, he came the out there sleeve. with some Stacey Adams, the gold Roly. I said, we're not going to church, brother. You got to put that away right now. I I, you know, but, you know. <laughs> so we was out there for literally five hours. We seen people just running in and out of Target with. I mean, two shopping carts. The baby in the middle of the shopping cart. You can't even see the baby. The baby's just drowned in just all the stuff that mom got. I mean, just carts. And we went viral. One lady, uh, Jennifer. Yeah. i let you feed off of Jennifer. Gen- Jennifer, she was trying to impede the path of people that was coming into the target and she paid the price for that you know like uh don't tell me they ran her over i mean she stabbed a couple people she stabbed a couple people oh y'all was right there when that happened oh yeah yeah. we was in the the, the video that went viral that was our video I didn't even see the video. I heard about it. Yeah, and yeah. man, listen, he he was right, man. I like he was like, man, we should cover this. I was like, you sure? He was like, man, he was like, man, listen, I'm going. I, I was right after him. A lot of stuff that we do. I mean, he really got the he's the brains behind. Like, okay, what do he think is gonna? He'd be like, okay, this is what we should be at, and I'd be like, okay, and then we go there, and it, it does. He got that intuition. Yeah, got that intuition. Like, I know something about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, take him too long to get dressed. He's ironing <laughs> and stuff. I'm in the car, like, man, if you don't come on, <laughs> hey, that, hey, that's the truth. He's like, man, hey, I come outside. He's like, dude, what, <laughs> what do you got on? I'm like, man, I gotta. So I love it, man. But I mean, just, 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 just all in all, you know, like I think that, uh, like the the George Floyd situation, like. Just like on our show, we we always ask the guests like, "What do we think is going to happen mm-hmm. if they don't find uh, adequate charges yeah. for the for the officers in the situation?" And I haven't met anyone who hasn't promised um, all hell would break loose if 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 that happens. Because I mean, this is one of those George Floyd. All the other situations like Mike Brown and all these other ones, those can be debated. Mm-hmm. But when you look at George Floyd, I, don't, I haven't I haven't met anyone, not even on no, no side of the spectrum, who said that George Floyd was in the wrong. I mean, when you use the word debated, though, I mean, I think a lot of people have even been debating how George Floyd died. You know, they trying to throw out that he was on drugs, drugs and that yeah. he had an anxiety attack <laughs> and, you know, he didn't eat in the morning. So that's why he the died. Fixation. He went, if you don't know what that word mean, you was choked. Man. Yeah. But it's like, how can I say this? I'm just going to say it like this. When a man at forty some years old is hollering for, for his, his mother, yeah, that's what did it for me, man. That that did it for me. I think I couldn't have stood. I probably got shot in the process. I couldn't. Have st- I, I, it was only a young girl there, which mm-hmm. which is which is cool. That's is understandable. But if there was some grown man there, and you just sat there with your phone, sure. me and a grown man would have had a problem because yeah. you just don't sit there and watch that go on. Your human instinct should be able to kick in. And I also think the sheriffs, you know, because I used to work in Minneapolis when the paramedics called, the sheriffs are called too. And the sheriffs was present too. It wasn't just Minneapolis police. There were some sheriffs, some brown suits there too, you know, Mm -hmm. and they, 
didn't do their job due diligence neither. And at the end of the day, it was wrong. At the end of the day, it was just totally wrong. I don't care what the man did. And he should have got premeditated murdered because he worked with him at the nightclub. If you cross my path and you kill me on your, that's premeditated. And I heard that they had issues in the past as well. And I hope that that's being brought up in the case. Yes. Um, he got pictures with his daughter, so he probably didn't like that. It's a lot of, they passed cross too many times mm-hmm. for you to Just do- to be a random, you know, incident, you know? Right. Yeah. I agree with you. I think that's the the point where I, I so I watched this video. It was like six o'clock in the morning, like uh-huh. the the next day or whatever, right? Right. And the part that hit me was when he called out for his mom, and I and I didn't know this. He he ended up losing his mother the same year I lost my mom. So I lost my mother almost two years ago Sorry in two thousand eighteen. And she's in a better place with God. She's been in pain her whole life. But I didn't know that. Someone brought that up to my attention. They're like, "Well, did you know that Mr. Floyd lost his mother two years ago?" Wow. When he cried out for his mom, I'm thinking she around the block or something, mm. right? Or you know, she in his phone. He could just oh, yeah. call and be like, "Mama, they just did me bogus. You know, what can I do?" I didn't even know that his mom was dead and she passed away two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so for a person to cry out to their mother, knowing that their mother is not going to be able to even come there to save them, he that's knew tough. he was going to die. Yeah, that's yeah, tough. That, 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 At that point, he knew he was going to die. Someone <sighs> said that that's what his mom welcomed him, welcomed him, welcoming him into heaven. And like, like, like he, he at that moment, you know, he was um, crossing over, crossing over. And I just think, I think, man, like that, that mm. was tough. You know, I just seen a recent footage that had just leaked out, or they just put out the like, whole the whole video, yeah, the yes. whole video, start to finish, yeah. yeah. Well, they did, well in, in in that video, I could, I mean, I wonder, like, he's like, man, I really don't want to go in that car, and I wonder, I wonder, my question just would be, is there is there any type of method that can happen if someone does say, hey, listen, I'm not resisting, it's clear I'm not resisting, but I really don't want to go in the back of that squad car. I want to know if there's if there's some policy that can be. You know, moving forward, because at the, at the same time, if I'm not convicted of a crime, if I'm if you're not charging me with anything, if I'm not if I'm not, because I think he was just it was just it seemed like a routine traffic stop, and uh, I think that uh, George Floyd, I heard him say, said, "Man, I don't want y'all to win." And I, I felt that. I don't know if you've seen that video, yeah. but he said, "I don't want y'all to win," and he was just like, "Man, I don't want to go into that car." And I, I mean, then he just said, he said in the video, he said, "I just had COVID. I just got. I don't want to go back in there, like in prison." He said, "I don't want to go back in there. I, I just, I just, I just beat COVID." And, and so you know, it just like and he decided that he had anxiety. Yeah, and so he's claustrophobia. He, he was saying yeah. he was saying a lot of different things, and like when, when how I was trying to figure how did they get him on the ground, and it, he legitimately fell. And and um, man, I just think that uh, I think that the that there, there had to have been a way because I was thinking of I was looking when I was looking at the video, I was looking for every opportunity for him his life to be spared. I was, at every intersection, like, okay, maybe right here they could have did this differently, or, or and, and there was a lot of opportunities for them to. To be like, okay, this is a human. He fell down. Okay, he's because I, I think they were trying to trying to shackle they, his feet. They yeah. they they snatched him out, out of the, the police, out, out the okay. car. Yeah, they snatched him out, out of the, the car. car. And I'm I'm gonna drop a little little piece of game on here because you know this is I would consider to be a somewhat educational podcast. So yeah, we yeah. do like to have free form conversation, but I love to interject and throw in a piece of knowledge okay. every once in a while for my audience to take away from this. Okay, when we talk about procedures and standards, right, and right. how the police had multiple opportunities to intervene and and also to say, well, how can we do this differently? Obviously, this man is having an issue with going in the back of this car. We're not, we're not even charging with anything right now to even bring him to the station. What can we do better? Right. People go to the city council and they complain about that, right? Or mm-hmm. they'll go to the, the county commissioners and they'll yeah. complain about that, right? right? Or they even might send a letter to the governor to complain about that, right? Right. right. 
none of those entities is the right body that you should go to. I want people to remember this name. Minnesota Post Board. Have you heard that before? No. I'm not surprised. Minnesota Post Board. It stands for Peace Officer Standard and Training Board. I'm going to be very direct here. It's a bunch of old white men, retired cops, veterans, retired cops, who sit on this post board and they meet all the standards and training procedures for all the police agencies throughout the state of Minnesota. There's something over like 250 police agencies in the state of Minnesota. And that's who they go to. That's who you should go to. That's who you need to write your grievance to. The Minnesota Post Board. Look them up. Minnesota Post Board. Look them up, and then you'll see what I'm talking about. And they literally, they make all the rules and regulations, all the data, all the um, privacy issues, all the, the complaints with officers. They have all that information. I'm definitely Googling them. Definitely. Definitely going to put them on Google. Yeah, cause, cause, and that's part of the problem, though. Yeah. Most people don't know that. So when I talk, when I, and that's, that's, that's political. Yeah. So when I get in these conversations with people, like, oh, everything is not about politics. It is. Right. And yeah. I have this argument with people all the time. That's what it boils down friends. to. Everything's about politics, man. And I, and I think what I found to be beautiful in terms of the, the George Floyd situation of it all is like, okay, so in, 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 uh, when we first responded to the George Floyd situation, we had to count the costs. And one of the things that we, like, so, and I always want to say like, okay, so the civil rights movement was excellent. A lot of the other movements, Huey P. Newton, all these different things. But you know, one thing I really want them to, to notice, and I'm not trying to up us, but it's the student in the Google. How you feeling? I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling but fine, I, man. When, when I had posted a picture and I said, man, when y'all talk about this, when y'all tell our grandkids about this, I, please tell them that we we were out there in the middle of a pandemic. So I think that that was the beautiful part. So when me and the group went out there, this, we didn't know. We just, we, we just now kind of... Uh, Getting full understanding of what the what the COVID is and how and how to and what to do if you get it or how to prevent it and these type of things. But when George Floyd situation just happened, the, the information on COVID was still limited. But so what I'm saying is, when we went out there, we went out there and, uh, and put our health on the line too. Yeah. So like, because I mean, when you're out there, you, I mean, because at the time we didn't know how COVID could spread. So I mean, when you go out there and the guru, I said, guru, man, like our health is on the line, right? And and the guru was like, I said, because because you have to make a decision. Not only do your rights and you could die and and all these other different type of things because at one of those situations there was a Caucasian guy who came in there with a firearm and the bloods from Minneapolis they were able to apprehend them and yep, get them away from right the crowd. We was right there. Yeah. So we was right there when the, the, the bloods took the, the firearm off of him or some type of situation happened like that where they scared him off up the road. We was out there. Yeah. But but I just wanted to be well documented that we had to go out there during this time in the middle of a pandemic. Like that, that, that's something to know. And like I was asking the guru he's like man if I don't go out there the, the hands of time can reverse and like my, he had to think about his grandkids and yeah. stuff like that. And I, when he put it in that perspective, I was like, "Man, like this, it's not—it's not a question. Yeah. It's a—it's a reasonable sacrifice." Mm. And I, reasonable I, sacrifice, I like that. Yeah, and I was telling him, "I'm not going out there from here. I'm going out there for the next generation, the, the generation that's only six years old or seven years <laughs> old that that mm-hmm. can't speak or don't fully appre- uh, comprehend." what's going on. So it's like, um, my grandfather told me like this, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Mm, So it's like, you know, it's like, you know, if we could stand in line for Foot Locker for some Michael Jordans, you should be able to stand out, stand out there on Lake Street and get some, get some justice and get some peace and get some equality. And you will sleep better at nighttime. And I just feel that us as a people, we, we, come together for wrong things 
like the Foot Locker thing. I didn't see Foot Locker lying all the way around the corner. I had put it on my fo- post. It's not just the African American males fights. It's the females fight too. Cause I'm gonna say but one more. But you can't say that, the guru. Not to cut you off, but you can't say that because then you shaming black folks, brother. No, I'm not shaming. Uh, I'm, I'm uplifting. I'm uplifting. Right. I'm uplifting. Right. I'm not saying. Well, all I said on my post is, no nail shops today. No getting your hair done today. That's right. We need y'all front line too, sisters. We need everybody because everybody, all troops, every, all all hands on deck right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Have, let grandma wash the babies. We need ha- all hands on yeah. deck right now because the hands of time will reverse mm-hmm. in the blink of an eye, and it's already starting to tip back if you're not if you're not noticing. So we as a people, we have to just come together and. We can make a noise with one finger, but we can make a lot of noise with a whole fist. And that's how we got to come at it. And it's like, it's not, it's right and wrong. It's not white against black. It's right versus wrong. And what are they doing is coerced attacks on unarmed black men. And I'm going to tell you one more quote my granddaddy used to say. They want the gravy. And I was like, Grandpa, what is you talking about gravy? They want the baby gravy. You cannot reproduce in jail or in the ground. Mm. Period. Point blank. Period. Mm. Dropping some knowledge. On <laughs> that's that's the guru right there, man. Dropping the knowledge on y'all. I see why they call you the guru. Oh man, man I just been around for four decades <laughs> and some change. No doubt. I see why they call the guru. No doubt. No doubt. What, what do y'all think the future is gonna look like? Let's let's keep it local for St. Paul and Minneapolis. Let's keep it local. I want to know what I what I'm interested in know is like what we're gonna do with the children and what we're gonna do with the kids in terms of the rec centers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like like because like that was that's a, a the rec centers is a big staple. Like even though like some of the of us are back to work, the kids are still in house doing yeah. hybrid learning or distant yeah. learning. And as the guru said, that's a that's a big uh, uh, blow to our community too yeah. because and no, no disrespect, but like a lot of mothers and uh, who have posted and made their frustrations apparent, a lot of them don't know how to operate the um a tablets to yeah. be able to even get the their kids in yes. front of the, the teacher. So yes. I mean, I mean, when, when you talk about that, we're, we're talking about this pandemic has started back in March. You're talking about seven, eight months behind the the learning curve for a lot of these kids, and it's like, man, like they're not going to be able. To, are they getting the fundamentals? So I mean, I, I really, I'm interested to see like what we're going to do with the rec centers. You know, in terms of getting the kids that social, um, that social components that they need to grow and thrive in terms of like interaction with other kids. Because the, the distant learning, man, like a lot of the teachers said that the students aren't even showing up if they got 30 students in. The class only four to six of them are showing, are, are showing up on a tablet so i mean my question what i'm trying to understand look the future is in st paul is the education and like how because i don't think that they have a hybrid situation going forward and then on top of it this is uh cold and flu season yeah. so i mean you're not going to be able to differentiate between the common cold or the, a flu and COVID pretty soon here so uh especially being minnesota winter because I already see people doing the sneezes and the coughs and stuff like that. So we got one of the brutal winners in all of the country. So, we, I mean, it's really about to get really interesting. Yeah. Um, and another thing, um, get to get back to activities. Um, like, like I said, I work at a couple of restaurants and a teacher rode through. Matter of fact, today she said, I'm having a problem. I said, what is the main problem you having? You know, she's like, I'm giving the kids easy passwords to log in and it's easy your birth date, and they, some kids do not know their birth date. That's true. Mm. So it's really rough on, I want to say, 
not to say our people, the people of a lower class, it's going to be rough on them. They got to, they're really going to have to lace up their boots and get to it, or they're going to fall behind. And like, and that's academically and and um, what word am I looking for? Not academic, academically and health, because I noticed mm-hmm. they opened the golf course courses up first when we went on lockdown. The first thing that opened up was the golf course. That was the first thing open. And I said, wait a minute. Every court we went to, no rim, no net, just a pole. No rim, no net, just a pole. But there's every golf course was full to the brim. So I'm like, what 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 are they saying? Are we not allowed to get our daily activities in? Why are we confined to the house and why are we not? able to do our activities all of us don't golf some of us do all of us majority of us mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. so and majority as i was taught ruled <laughs> girl yeah. so yeah, so yeah. it's like the basketball course i'm not even saying basketball football uh the batting cages was closed Football fields had the nets down on the yeah, tennis yeah, courts yeah yeah oh, the nets down was on down on the tennis courts no football. All, my son played football. No fields you can go in that they was all locked up. So I'm just thinking, what are they trying to say? Let's let's keep it separate. If you're gonna open up one, you gotta open up all. If it ain't nothing open up, ain't nothing open up. It should be equal, equal level the playing field. Right. That's all I'm asking. Label the playing field. You know, because human activity is important, especially when we've been quarantined for months. Right. Then the first thing to mm-hmm. open up. Is the golf course, and this is March. It's still the ground still froze. Right. Yeah. Wow. I do got something I want to tack, uh, uh, tack on to with what you're talking about, Prince Kumi. So I'm working with a few people right now. They actually just got access to a, a old building that was used by the hospital. I believe the hospital is Abbott over in South Minneapolis, and they're in the process of right now of designing. Some learning pods. Mm, so okay. I got a special opportunity for the community. I was going to wait until, until we get towards the end, but you brought it up, so I might as well address it now. Yeah. Uh, there's space for about 50 scholars. Um, I don't know what the exact numbers are because they have to have ac- allowed the folks in the hospital to kind of get first dibs or whatever, so there'll be a few spots reserved for them. But if you're watching this, please share this message with your folks who are parents and are having a difficult time navigating distance learning mm. and this hybrid model that they have. You can come and bring your child to the school. There's uh, COVID-19 safety precautions in place. Each of the cubicles where the young people are going to be doing their work in is going to be theirs for the entire semester. And um, they're they're completely spread out, and they'll be sanitized every day at the end of the day. There's going to be a site coordinator, which I'm also looking for applications for. I'm helping them out, hiring some people in the community. So please send me your resume to my email. I'll drop it in the link after the end of this video. I'm also looking for three folks who can be some academic coaches to come in and provide tutoring to the young people. The age groups are kindergarten through eighth grade. And then your kid will also receive, I believe it's two meals, breakfast and lunch. I love that. I love that. You sound yeah. like you're doing the um, uh, what the Panthers was doing. Yes. Like, that's powerful. Because like, all my concerns, you got a solution for Hey, yeah. P- see, and I don't talk about it a lot that's because dope. people think I'm just out here just yapping my mouth on the yeah. podcast and going on my rants on Facebook. But we actually out here in the community got doing the, the work. Right? Yeah, and we doing the footwork. And we, yeah, and I don't got to talk about it. So if, if you that. know, you know. I love that. So that's the opportunity I got for the community. Please reach out to me. What's the age range or the, the grade range for uh, that 50? Yeah, we're going to do kindergarten through eighth grade. 
I and they're it. looking to get everything up and running by October 26th. Is there a social status that they have to have? or oh. Right now, it's just folks who are in need. Is it St. Paul and what, Minneapolis what based? Or just... it, well, it's all through the Twin Cities. The okay. headquarters is going to be in South Minneapolis. Okay. So, uh, Man, you are very That's intelligent dope. young man. And Man, he's putting the work. He put the, I, he put I'm the just question for him now. I got a question for him now. <laughs> What's the question? When you running for office? Yeah, that's uh, I'm now, when is you running for alderman? Because them are all alderman moves you're doing right now. So my question, yeah, I'm putting you on the spot on your show. That's how we gonna reverse it around here. Yeah, it's the guru. You got my vote. Yeah, you definitely got my vote. Where my pen? I don't even need my pen. Give me a paper cut, and I'm gonna just use some of this. So what? Is, so when are you running for office? Oh, uh, man, you know, a couple people have approached me and have asked me to run for a few different positions. They're going to be up for next year. I got the businesses I'm running right now. I'm still out here doing work in the community. I'm man. a conduit. Uh, what day is you? Man. <laughs> what day is you running for? Man, what's uh, when is you running? Well, I'll, I'll let y'all know. Y'all be the first people I reach out to because okay. I'm going to need y'all out there door knocking for me, I'll assuming we're going to be able to get back in the community. Yeah, I don't care how you come. I'm, I'm as long as you got I'm the coming. sign with you yeah. and a stack of flyers. No, but I'm going to need the support from the community when I do make that transition. But Please let us know. Please let us know. That's a good solution because, man, like it's they got food. They got offering meals. Yeah. They sanitize. You sanitize in the stations yep, for the a, kids. On-site janitor. On-site oh, janitor. Man. Yep, oh, man. Yeah, and everything going to be sanitized at the end of the workday. You ain't got to worry about your kid bringing COVID home. And then we got a staggered uh, lunch schedule. So they eating with just like a hang full of people. Yeah. I mean, it's- How do you sign up? Or is it not? Is e- it e- email me and I'll put you in contact with the person who's coordinated all of this. So me, I'm just a conduit. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're I the middle man. I, I, I'm the middle man. You're the middle man. So people you come to call him first. Then he gonna call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the direct contact though. Yeah. So I just want to bring you in. Okay, you interested? Here go my contact. You in? That's so really, up, it's man. first come first serve right, right now. So there's yeah. no real like super like. Uh, structured process to apply or anything. We right. don't want to create no barriers. Right. That's another thing moving forward here. I'm, I'm having some conversations with folks who are city council members, uh, county commissioners, state legislators. We're really trying to work on how we can remove some of this red tape and uh, some of these barriers for community organizations to get funding, man. Because right. the community has the solutions. They yeah. don't. The community does. So give the community the funds and let yeah. them do what they do, which is support their it. community. I love that. What, what, you know what the problem is? The money starts up here. And everybody want a little slice. It, it, then when it starts But it come up, from down here, though. It, oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> oh smart man. <laughs> it comes from down here, then it goes back to the top. But mm-hmm. once it get back to the bottom... Somehow, some way, there's none left. So what we have to do, we have to find our own funding. We have to find them private sectors. Yeah. You don't know what a private sector is. That's General Mills. Um, the Best Buy. Best the Buy. Targets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Good Year. Car- the Cargills. Yeah. All, all, all yeah. that. You find the private sectors and try to get them on board. And because at this time, all advertisement and publicity is good when you're doing this. You know what I'm saying? Because we're so separated right now. So anything that's bringing people together, yeah. it will help. And you know, and it's like we have that time where we do need to come together, white, black, brown, yellow, green, and come together and get this solved because we're at, we're very stagnant right now. If you don't know what stagnant, I always shoot that out there. If you know what stagnant <laughs> means, we had a standstill, not moving at a halt. I love it. I, one more question before we wrap it up or yeah. whatever time. But I was going to ask you, like, what is, is there a solution for, like, the homeless? Like, because uh, uh, the guru got a, a pilot <laughs> now you program. you want to pick my brain now. I gave too much out. Yeah, one of my rules is don't come across as too intelligent. 
I already broke my first rule. Oh, man. It was too late, man. We seen that coming in the door, man. <laughs> Just because I know we was going to do some sock thing, but that's we, a good question, we, though. We didn't know what how that would play out with the COVID, you know, like giving away socks. Because, I mean, he would have said, Don't be slow, have slow feet to help the homeless. Yeah. He had a program. Yeah. He had a sock. He had a sock. He had a We got program. something starting up. Me and him got a program starting up. Giving um, away socks. Giving away co- socks. Don't have cold feet cold. to help the no, homeless. No, wow. So that was more of a metaphor plus a you know, punchline all yeah. wrapped into one. That's dope. You can use that if you like, or you can just feed off that if you like. So how we, can I support that, man? It's y'all. St- how uh, can I? How, uh, well, basically, some- we starting them um, just collect as much brand new socks as we can. Okay. We're gonna bust the packs open and we're gonna repack them with a seal, so you know everybody can get at least two pair yep. per homeless person. Yep. And another thing, I haven't even brung this by my my co-host. We're gonna be passing out chili and soup on them cold days, mm-hmm. and just try and just try to keep the community up, warm and good spirits, and let them know that there are people out here that's behind enemy lines that's going to going to bat for you every day of the yep. week. Because in Minnesota, you definitely have to have a plan Man. to get through the winter. And I know that, that we like out of, out of everything that we're dealing with, I don't know what the plan is because you were asking about St. Paul. And I'm, at, I'm still thinking about St. Paul. I don't know what the plan is for the homeless people because man with the COVID I know a lot of people aren't going to just want a homeless person that too close, close in their to proximity them. but it got to be like how you say you can't have cold feet to help the homeless because we still got to be in this together all hands on deck. I mean but when we talk about vulnerability I mean people you know we already know who's been impacted the most by COVID-19 yeah, it's damn. been people that look like us but yeah. also people that look like us and that are homeless. Right, yeah, I yeah. mean when we talk about the most vulnerable populations of Americans to this COVID-19 disease yes. is them. And I say disease because even after you get it, there's still going to be some long-lasting complications yes. after you get COVID-19, yeah. heart uh, issues, issues um, with your breathing, breathing and respiratory. I mean, so even if when you get you know over COVID-19, you still have some of those symptoms even after that, which could last years, they're right. saying. But I think the first step would be to come up with a proposal just like that, right? We're, we're proposing to provide homeless folks with socks because socks is essential, especially in Minnesota, right? We yes. you need to have socks. Sure. In the yes, time. extremities, freezing. Seriously, and that's the first thing to go bad: the right. feet, hands, yeah. nose, ears, Ooh. over with, off, <laughs> gone. Yeah. So Man, we coming gotta... up with proposals like that, the population of folks you want to serve, and then the estimated cost, and I can help you with that. I, right. I do that in my in my free time. Seriously, okay. I don't mean to boast. I try to you know try yeah. to be as humble as I can, but I literally love to do that type of stuff. Yes. Of just okay, we trying to serve a hundred thousand people or fifty thousand people, ten thousand. Here's right. the estimated cost. I'll help y'all come up with a budget for that, and then also just finding funding sources. So yes. if there's a grant out there from the county or from the city, apply for the the funding source. And if not, just go and go knock on these doors of these big businesses. Look, yeah. this is our plan. We understand that you know this. Uh, community or population is underserved. Yeah. We want you guys to use y'all money to help us provide support to the community. And guess what? Use that word tax write-off, right. tax, tax right benefit. Right. When you throw that out there, people jump at it. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, especially at the end of December. Oh oh what? Yeah. Oh everything given away then. Which... And, and I'm just giving y'all to get that. You know that. You know that yeah. when you get yeah. it, man. You want this Volvo? Let me just write it off. Yeah. Yep. Seriously. That's... And that's what it is. So this is our this is our plan. This is our proposal. We need y'all to help. You know, provide funding for X, Y, and Z. They love it when y'all come with a line item budget. So just don't come with a big number. Yeah. Come and say, look, it costs ten thousand for all the socks. It costs you know a thousand for all the packaging. Yeah. It costs another thousand for PPE equipment for us yeah. to go out there and make sure we masked up and also give them some masks because yeah. man, it breaks my heart when I'm out there riding up and down and I see the homeless people out there with no masks on. Man. Yeah, 
And no. I know they don't got access to hand sanitizer. No. You and know what hungry. I mean? Because, you know, the no shit. Lysol cans to spray down their tents or whatever, because the no. tents is everywhere around Every, the city and everywhere. the parks right now. Yes. So, I mean, at least we could do is give them some PPE equipment. Yes. Right? The but, least we could do. And nobody's yeah. talking about that. So, I'm, I'm glad that y'all brought that up, man. Yes. That's that's something that's admirable, man. Uh, admirable. I want to help y'all with that. Yeah. Seriously. Yes, I want to help y'all with that. So, let it, me know. It's like they, they're they the forgotten right now. And we, we got to let them know that, you know, somebody has their back, too. And it's like, you know... We all one step away from that. Anything, anything can happen. Yeah. Anything. We all one step away yeah. from that. So, why don't you just show your human capacity and you know help the fellow man? And that'll go a long way. You know what I'm saying? It's like it'll just rub off. It'll just keep. It's just a. It's just a rub off every it, it, time. And niceness is contagious, man. Giving oh, yeah. back is contagious. Oh, I love that. All the, all <laughs> the time. Contagious. All the time. Few last things before we wrap up because we're approaching the uh, hour mark and we made y'all a promise that we're gonna try to keep these below forty five minutes. Uh, <laughs> but I'm happy to have both the Guru and Prince Kumi on here. Oh yeah, um, I enjoy myself. I definitely enjoy myself. Prince Kumi, you cut hair. I definitely do. You, that's that's what you do during the daytime. One hundred percent. And you love to do I that. Love it. Love it. I talked to Prince Kumi before the show and I said, Hey man, if I want to get some young people together, can you throw me a deal or something to get some people in the community some haircuts? And Prince Kumi agreed. Yeah, for definitely. We're going we to do everything that we can. He's going to get the number, and I'm going to get the team together, and we're going to make sure that we that we get those boys the best haircuts, any haircut that they want, any style, any design. And we're going to make sure that they – because when you got a haircut, you feel good. When you look good, you feel good, you do good. So we're going to make sure that, you know uh, – we gonna make sure that we take care of the community because uh, no matter what it what, what it what it costs, the, the the biggest thing about it is we gonna try to even if it does even if we decide to roll it out for free because we actually didn't get a chance to do the back to school haircuts that we do for free, so we haven't even got a chance to do our due diligence back to the community because at the end of the day, the guru always wanted to say he always reminded me, hey, listen, we are community service first. Hey man, do not do not uh. Do not just rob the community. You know, Amen. make sure you're giving back to us. So even if even if we even if we couldn't raise any money for it, we still want to be able to give back to those kids because we we missed our opportunity this year to give back to school haircuts. So we definitely be able to assist in that. With that being said, y'all, if y'all watching this, share this with your 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 friends and your family who have kids. What are we gonna say? The age. 18 and under. 18 you and under. Say? Yeah, let's do 18. 18 let's say sure. 18 and under. For sure. Yeah. And you got one a haircut. Message me. Uh, y'all got my, obviously y'all watching this, so y'all know my Facebook name. Shoot me a, a message on Facebook. I'm going to drop my email as well, and we're going to get your kid a haircut. Let's do it. Let's just make it happen. Let's make it happen. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. You already know what it is, man. It's a student and a guru. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you, uh, Prince Kumi. Appreciate you, the guru. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. your host, Elijah Norris Holiday, and I'll be doing a recap video sometime this week, uh, weekend just covering some of these important things I really want y'all to take away from today's podcast. Appreciate y'all. Peace and love. For sure.